Liam Neeson would love to come back to Star Wars. Who wouldn't? I want to come back. I want to be in Star Wars, let alone come back to Star Wars, right? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. This is the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's our Monday show. So uh, we're going to give our takes on the latest uh, news going on uh, with Star Wars. Um, a lot of different stuff, actually, this week. So it's cool. It's going to be a cool uh, Resistance report. James and Lacey with me, as always. Um, hey, how are you guys doing? What's going on? We uh, we just got off uh, doing a... Uh, uh stream with the let's get ready uh to talk schmodown folks and mm -hmm. we are just being thrown right into the mix we're they're they're kind of dangling us like carrots for this draft and stuff so how you guys feeling i'm feeling pretty good um it seemed like uh, there was a lot of positivity about i i guess i'm new to this wrestling thing like our personalities i guess is what they're looking at um which yeah. is pretty cool um, I think, uh, I think we've worked for a long time Watch to kind of work on our chemistry and online kind of presence. Um, so hopefully all that pays off. Uh, I, I think the Schmodown is awesome. And, you know, um, I think any of us would love to be part of it, but I specifically have been a fan for a while. So, um, yeah, it'd be pretty cool. And, and thanks for having us on the show. That was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. Um, I somehow came out as a villain. I don't even know how it happened. <laughs> It just happened, but I'm well, not Lacey, a villain. Fear leads to hate. I'm, hate right. leads to anger. <laughs> I am not a bad guy, but um, no, it, you know I'm new to the the Schmodown scene, and I know of it. I know the people that are in it. I don't know very much else, um, but it doesn't mean I don't know Star Wars and other things. So I think that's what I'm coming in with, and just like a hey, this could be fun attitude. Um, and right. more than anything, I'm really cheering you guys on because I know you guys are fans and you've watched stuff before and you've talked about it before. So I'm I'm pumped for you guys. So if I don't get drafted, it's kind of one of those things that I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks, but it's not the end of the world. But I'll be like your biggest fan. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna get picked before we would, just because I think you have like a better social media presence. You like I think they liked you better. Uh, clearly on that show. I, don't, I, don't, I think it might just people. be that it was just me. I was making fun of myself a lot. Yeah, it was fun. Either way, it was fun. You know, they, mm -hmm. they love the hashtags and, and they definitely came up with some good ones. Yeah, I think it yeah. was just like kind of like the 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 poking fun self-deprecation type. Yeah. Yeah. That no, yeah. That was, that was, it was a good time though. So um, yeah, if, if you uh, want your your fearless TRB leaders to be in the Schmodown, uh, go tweet at uh, Christian Harloff and tell him that you want to see TRB in the Schmodown because you'll watch the Schmodown if TRB's in the Schmodown. And I think I said <laughs> Schmodown enough, but uh, yeah. I did uh, get that... excited about the inner geekdom thing too. Like the idea that yeah. we could maybe be pulled into something that's not Star Wars because I, I don't think people understand how much stuff I know that's not necessarily just Star Wars. True. The only thing I would not be good at for that is the Lord of the Rings thing, but. But are you on a team? Oh, no? is that a team thing? I think I it's know. both. I think it's both. But all you need to know is what is potatoes? Potatoes, potatoes, mm -hmm. and hairy right. feet That's is a big. What thing. is hairy Mordor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we're here to talk Star Wars, uh, TRB style. Um, back in the mix uh, with the Resistance report. So, uh, James, what, what's, uh, what's the deal? What's going on this week? 
fights the resistance. Well, John, do me a quick little favor. Ask me if I want to do the resistance report. Hey, James, do you want to do the resistance report? Sure, I'd be up for that. Yeah. That's our first story, guys. <laughs> Liam, Liam Neeson was recently asked about his opinion on uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's coming. Uh, you know, asked if uh, the Collider said, hey, if you, if you, uh, would you be interested in returning to the character of Qui-Gon? You know, this show's coming up. And uh, long story short, I mean, the whole article really is, sure, I'd be up for that. Yeah. Um, he does mention, you know, that he doesn't, he says he, he hasn't uh, come across any like fan theories and other things like that. But at the end of the day, the headlines they read as uh, Liam Neeson would be set to return. Um, he would want to do it. He's excited if they were to ask him. So, John, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, Liam Neeson coming back. He's finally gotten um, his voice out there a little bit about getting back into Star Wars. What do you think? Um, yeah, it's, it's just funny. It's, it's, you know, there's so many of those situations. And I think the biggest comparison you can make, um, fittingly enough is Ewan McGregor himself having been asked time after time over the years, would you come back to play Obi-Wan when he revealed after its announcement that I've known about this for four years. Uh, so the fact that this show is filming, um, in March, uh, with, um, your lead, uh, and you know it's already written. Uh, he knows whether he's in the show or not. Um, that's 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 what it boils down to. And you know, it's one of those things. That, sure, would you know? Do we want that moment where we all expect him to pop up somewhere in that as that you know apparition and be surprised in our seats at home on our couches watching Disney Plus, um, but in the back of our mind knowing we're expecting it. Uh, but it's. It's almost like you can't be surprised by that moment because we're all expecting it, right? So it's if it got out that he was in it, like oh, confirmed by you know a trade, like the Ahsoka thing was with Rosario Dawson. I wouldn't be as mad about that because it's almost like oh yeah, no kidding that mm -hmm. Liam Neeson's coming back. Yeah, I mean all respect, all due respect to Liam Neeson. I think he's an amazing actor. But, you know, he's in his late 60s now, and the, the type of runs of movies he was doing would be considered the straight-to-video type of action movies like 20 years ago. He's not exactly the marquee guy anymore. Um, and that happens. Whatever. He's still working. He's still doing his thing. Uh, of course he wants to come back and play Qui-Gon. He did a, a, a voiceover for The Clone Wars. Why wouldn't he come back in a live action with his buddy Ewan McGregor 21 years later? So this is all no-brainer stuff to me. Um, I do like respect that he's being coy about it and saying, I would love to do it. I haven't heard anything, blah, blah, blah. That just seems like the, here's your blueprint as an actor who can't reveal he's in something or her can't reveal she's in something. Read that and just put the, whatever the title of the show or movie is in blank. <laughs> and you read that and that's your line. Oh, I haven't heard. I would love to do it, but I haven't heard anything. Mm -hmm. It's like you hear that and you McGregor did the same thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny because the, the comment here is that, um, you know, he expressed surprise that anyone would want to see the character return, quoting, I'll be honest with you, I haven't heard that at all. Like, I don't know. It just seems like so, so surprising and ridiculous that he would be like, oh, they want me to come back? Like, you were in yeah, episode playing, one. Playing it too you know, far you were to in the, the I movies. don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, Lacey, what do you think about this story? 
No, I totally agree with what you just said. Like, he's overcompensating for the I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. what? Who's Qui-Gon? And you're like, come on, yeah. guy. You probably <laughs> get asked about this, like, all the time. Like, you and McGregor, like John was saying. So it just doesn't make sense why, first of all, he wouldn't be in it, which I think we all can agree that he's definitely in the Kenobi series. I think we've discussed it before. Like, they need to explain how Obi-Wan learned about the Force Ghost stuff, which is somewhat connected to Liam Neeson's character. So why wouldn't they have that in the show that would then tie it to the rest of the original trilogy? Um, it's just like you said, like, it's just so over the top. Like, what? what is Star Wars? <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't I, have course, a Twitter account. Yeah, of course <laughs> I would love to do it. Yeah, of course. Yes, because you are. We know it already. It's yeah. just that, you know, he's probably got an NDA. Like, uh, I think the only one that's more funny is the uh, Katie Sackoff stuff when she clearly was, she was just like, I, I'm not allowed to talk about it. Like, that was more obvious than what he's doing, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which was, which really blew my mind still to this day because she said all that stuff before season one. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she didn't have any sort of uh, thing until season two, so. Maybe maybe Liam Neeson is coming in in Kenobi season two, which is not happening and does not exist. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know what's you yeah. know what's interesting about Liam Neeson? He is, as I try to s- slyly Google his age right now. Um, he maybe he maybe he forgot. A, he's maybe a ripe, he already signed the contract and he's like, I haven't heard of that. <laughs> he's a ripe sixty-eight years old. Uh, he filmed his parts as Qui Gon Jinn when he was forty. Five, mm. but he's one of those guys that always kind of look like an old dude yeah so i think they slap his little qui-gon wig on him and do with the, the blurring yeah, the with the ghost thing give him the beard he can do it no problem like he still looks yeah. good he's in good shape he's still beating people up he was born uh, the same year as uh bill gill bill gill uh who is your dad yeah yeah, yeah. My dad looks younger um, than him. No and John, don't forget, if they if it was really bad, if it was noticeable, look what they did to Mark Hamill. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're right. It. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I just I I hope he's not in it too much where it's like a Dexter situation where it's like his dad is just talking to him every episode. After this I podcast, more- John's getting a call. I will find you. And I, and I, I will kill you. <laughs> if you're near a bed, get under it. How old did you say I was? <laughs> what kind of shoelaces are they wearing? Um, no, yeah, I, I just think, uh, yeah, I hope he does pop in there. I hope it's um, a, a big, dramatic, impactful scene. I want to see some Ewan tears. I want to see all that sort of thing. But I don't want him to like be in five of the episodes. You know, so. I, I don't think he would. I mean, my guess yeah. he would be in um, one episode as a Force Ghost. But, you know, they could always do the voiceover thing where, like, he mm-hmm. feels like he's in the Connected middle of something and he hears the voice and he's like, yes, master, like, kind of thing, like, playing it off. Well, kind of like how um, Obi-Wan did know. in A New Hope. Right. Run, yeah. Luke, yeah. run. Yeah. And yeah, he, ha- exactly. he, has, yeah. he has one of those top ten voices. He does. I will find you. <laughs> yeah. Like he was like the lion in Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, right? Aslan. Yeah. Oh, I love that book. Yeah. Yeah. They I made a book out of that. Movie? I haven't thought that. Yeah. Oh. I've thought about those in a while. The Lion Witch and Wardrobe stuff. Um, you guys want to move on to the next story? Yes, please. Uh, Speaking we got of books. Hot, 
Yeah, we can't oh! hire. They call her Segway Gillerin around here, folks. <laughs> they really don't, but okay. Um, <laughs> we got the High Republic coming in hot, right? Because uh, Star Wars Light of the Jedi, uh, the week after it re- released, uh, was marked as a New York Times bestseller, um, which is pretty crazy considering, um, you know, I I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of one of those things. We can get into it a little bit here, but it's a Star Wars book, and it's kind of like people are kind of unsure about it. But is it is it because um, people trust the author? Is it because people trust the era? Is it because people trust the name Star Wars? Like, what was it about this that got it all the way to the top? Um, I'm starting with you on this one, Lacey, um, since you're eager to get to the book content. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, no, I. I- this is a book that I, I still want to read. I meant I just, because of the last story, your transition. Oh, yeah. So I <laughs> still need to read this book. I haven't read it. I've watched James's book discussions on our YouTube channel about this book. Um, it does sound interesting. I read that first uh, excerpt that they released. Um, so I still need to get into it. But I, I get that why this is up there on the list and it is number one. However, it's number one on the hardcover list, not the overall fiction list. The number one on the fiction list is Bridgerton, the Bridgerton novel from the series that is currently killing it on Netflix, um, which is, I feel, kind of another argument towards what John and I often say about the book stuff is when people see the movie, then they tend to go to the book as well. So it might have been cool if we did have something live action with this book at one point. Maybe we still will, but... Um, I'm interested to see what happens this coming week uh, and if it stays in that spot or if it's just a premiere type release. Um, But look, it means that we're going to get more Star Wars books. That's what this means to me. So congrats to the team and I hope we get more. Yeah. John, what do you think about um, Light of the Jedi? And I guess we can add in um, Test of Courage as well. It also debuted uh, at a number two spot. As for well. middle school um, readers, right? Yes, yeah, for, for the category that it was entered into. Um, we can throw that in there too, but Light of the Jedi, High Republic, what are you thinking? Um, I mean, that's that's good for them. Uh, I'm sure that they were pleased by those results, and it looks great in terms of, hey, look what we, like like Palpatine, look what you've made. Like, John, do you know how many copies have to be sold for it to be number one? I don't know. And what's so funny, it is more than so, number two. <laughs> but so, I'm saying, like, what if it's like five books and number two sold four books? Well, I mean, that can happen. It's very hard to find numbers on book sales. I've tried for years. I've talked to people who were like, do you know where's a good resource to find book sales? It's so hard to find them. It's not mm-hmm. like movie box office, it's not like uh, album records. I wonder sales. why that is. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just one of those things. There's not a database the way there is for movies or for music. Interesting. Music's I, I hard too, man. It's not as hard probably as, as print, but I know Today, even sure. when I was in the industry, it was very difficult to get those numbers. And, and it usually felt like it was like booking agents and stuff who had those numbers. Um, and it was always like this weird thing where people were like, yeah, I'll forward it to you. And then it just like, it never gets tossed around, but it, yeah. you know, um, I mean, I saw those numbers all the time cause we would see like specific weeks of charts <laughs> or whatever, but like it, it definitely is not something that a quick Google is just going to pull up like, Oh, what was the number one album this week? Like it just is 
and how, how many albums sold is specifically what sure. we're looking at here. I'm just curious because if it just premiered, right? It's the first book in this new era, Star Wars book, and Bridgerton beat it. Now, I know that Bridgerton is more like mainstream probably than this specific Star Wars book. But I'm curious in the number-wise what that is because Bridgerton has been along f- around for a really long time. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure. But one thing that I do know about the publishing industry in terms of book releases, usually uh, September is the prime time to release something that you believe in. Mm-hmm. Um it's that's the hot time to, just like with movies it's you know may june that summer why is that back um, to school or yeah for the last quarter for whatever reason i've always understood that having worked in the publishing industry that you know last quarter fall is the best time to sell books i don't know if it's because it's the gift giving season too mm-hmm. or for because mm-hmm. schools are ramping up it's all of that kind of put together mm-hmm. and i know with movies they usually i don't say they were a dump but they usually drop things that they're not completely behind in quarter one january feb mm. um i don't know if that's the deal with books i do know that the high republic was pushed to january and they say it was for for certain other reasons but it's possible they were like you know what we we're, we're not sure what we're getting here in terms of the action on social media or the responses to the free chapters um or the you know the the, the teases that they were putting out and stuff and you know this thing had been pushed 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 for a while um two years and then then they 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 put it to yeah it was supposed to come out last year or something like that and then, it was supposed to come out originally it was supposed to be all announced and everything in october then they yeah. pushed it to january then they pushed it to february then they pushed it to the summer and then they pushed it to january so look you know and, and i say that not in a derisive way towards it i just from a factual standpoint of how the publishing industry works mm-hmm. um i don't think there's a lot of competition right now of new stuff being put out so yeah it's, it's number one hardcover fiction that's great um but I, I don't know that it went up against a ton of new releases um i hope it does well because that charles soul seems like a good guy um all these people put a lot of work into it and i know a lot of the diehard star wars fans uh who like the books uh, even EU people are maybe dipping their toe into this or into it. I'm not a big Star Wars canon book guy. I I, I like my Star Wars visually, um, whether that's animated and live action. Um, so I'm coming at it from the angle of the opposite of James, who loves the books. Um, I'm giving my take on it from that that person who's out there, kind of who, who aligns with me as a fan. Um, the story, you know, I, I got this, all the stuff from you and Kyle in the what happened in the light of the jedi and i mm-hmm. great video by the way go check it out on mm-hmm. our channel what happened That's... in light of the jedi it's 22 mm-hmm. minutes and it really gives you all the bullets of what you need to know it, it just seems tough that you're in this era where the jedi are so prominent and you have to create adversaries via things that aren't um normal and like you know the first adversary are quite literally objects from this great disaster and they need to figure out how to stop them it's almost like you know, Superman returns where his biggest adversary was a, a giant rock and he had to lift it out and get rid of it. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't know that I like that so much. Um, I get, I understand the Nile or thing with these um, pirate factions and that lead guy seems kind of dark and interesting, but I, I don't know that this is going to be for me. Um, I'm going to keep up with this on what you guys put out. 
on these spoiler things for for canon implications because I already hear names like Santeca and that's interesting to me because of the ties mm-hmm. to like a lore Santeca and and uh, what happens with the Jedi and and what this means f- leading up to that acolyte series so all that stuff um but you know I am supportive of Star Wars cuz anytime Star Wars is successful uh it, it makes the rest of Star Wars successful so uh, I am happy to see that it did well uh for sure um and so I'll, I'll i'll leave it there for my for from my point of view <clears throat> i mean like i i hear all those points um when it when it comes to just star wars books in general i feel like um it's kind of one of those things where like for years the movies have always kind of defined what is like the mainline story for star wars and um they like you know when they introduced the high republic they introduced it as like um, well, yeah, we got the movies, but then like, but then what, you know, there was no TV shows, there were no additional movies, there was no like these big animated things um, that were driving the mainline big galactic wide stories. So generally, all that stuff kind of fell onto the books. And ever since Disney uh, reset everything, a lot of the books have have been kind of delegated to backstories of characters and things so you're gonna get like oh we're doing a new novel it's phasma it's her story or it's it's free fall here here's the story of poe in between this thing and this thing um and it tends to kind of just be more like uh ancillary stuff and it hasn't really been anything that's been like big galactic um issues or anything like that and the high republic is kind of for the first time able to be that where they don't have to worry they're letting um the the publishing side of star wars um kind of handle uh the heavy lifting when it comes to what could potentially be these galactic wide problems in an entire era of the star wars galaxy and everything's new i mean there are a couple things that carry over like maybe characters that happen to have like long lifespans or whatever but for the most part when was the last time that we actually read a star wars book and we were like hey the main characters of this book um i i like could die at any second we don't know who's gonna live who's gonna die who the main characters are and light of the jedi really really does a good job at introducing you to a lot of ideas and a lot of different people and then as some of those characters die some of those people become leaders some of those people become problematic um you it, it really showcases that the high republic is this new new world that's completely um well, new and 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 fresh uh to star wars um Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be held down by being like oh master and apprentice is good but i mean i know that qui-gon and obi-wan make it out of this right you know not so sure about these other characters but even when you look at something like rebels that was always kind of the question is like is like well we know a lot of these characters either like just randomly go away or die because they're not in these movies or whatever and high republic doesn't have any of that it's it goes back to being um this new free uh storytelling adventure um that you could kind of think of it as like the next step so i mean maybe for your own mental thing like forget that the high republic is 200 years before and pretend that it's 200 years after and this is what the jedi have become you know or whatever however you want to look at it it's all new characters all new stories and you don't you have no clue how all this is going to pan out so it's i don't know it's interesting and it's cool and it's a it's a new era for star wars publishing so um i think 
Um, I think you're right about them putting it in the weird category of like uh, the best hardcover this week. Like it's the I mean, number one selling Star Wars book that came out this week. You know, all you need it's to like, know is tricky. that yeah, you post that number one, and then yeah, don't follow. No one's following the asterisk, so you just yeah. got your number one. And you know what? Good, good um, for them though. That, yeah, know, and I agree. Not... And that's a that is a feat. Don't 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 get it wrong. We're not no, trying yeah. to downplay that Absolutely. award. You you forever. Uh, Charles Soule will be um, a New York Times bestseller author, you know, so that's that's great. Um, but uh, g- gladly, in, in my from my point of view, you wrote a good book too, so we're we're here to talk about it and stuff. So, um, anything else on on uh, Light of the Jedi or the High Republic? Nope. I want to. Yeah. So, do you feel coming out of that book? Um... Do you feel sold on these villains, the Nile? Or are you still kind of? No, wait, I'm, wait. I'm I'm definitely sold. Now, here's the thing: is like, I'm I'm kind of you know like I have religious ties and stuff, and I kind of think about that thing when it comes to like what do these villains stand for? Yeah. Um, and I kind of think it's 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 problematic for uh, on their code because they're like I only believe in myself and that's it, but also we're all together, but we could turn on each other and stuff. And I, I, that has always been weird to me, even, even with the Sith, like, how do you trust your Sith apprentice when you know, the goal is to try that person's trying to kill you. Some of that stuff just doesn't work sometimes, but mm-hmm. I can tell you this, uh, Marky and Roe, who is the leader of the Nile is crazy. Like he, um, he seems he he has me excited like when we first met Moff Gideon in the sense that like I have this impression that this dude is dark, um, is pure evil and uh, has no code. He, he's nihilist, you know? Yeah, in right. The, the true sense of the thing. That is his um, his morality. And and he the the type of stuff that he does planning all this out is a force to be reckoned with i mean we say their greatest object is a falling rock but it's a falling rock that was planted there on purpose by marky and roe just so that he could eventually get back to that dude <laughs> and and it's make very sure that james died, bond to me you know like the guy that takes his teeth out I forget which mm-hmm. one, uh, Skyfall, where he takes his teeth out and he's like in this whole plan the whole time just to get back at yeah. uh, M's character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into to spoilers, but I mean, by the end of the book, you do realize that Marky and Roe is, is a smarter villain than you think, and his ruthlessness is absolutely something to be feared. So mm-hmm. I am pretty uh, stoked on him and his group of people who are willing to die like that if they have to just because it's it's part of the code you know it's part mm-hmm. of uh, what they've Dude, been brainwashed just, into thinking you keep keep making those book discussion videos and i'm gonna keep watching them and I'm <laughs> stay up to date on what's going on with loden great storm the the uh, adult film star of the high republic well <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> well uh maybe lacy will start doing game discussions oh um, i love that I'm very excited yeah. about the next story. So go ahead. So yeah, Lucas Lucasfilm um, is kind of uh, you would have maybe thought they were gonna 
uh, keep the Lucas Arts banner, but they have somewhat ditched that to go forward with Lucasfilm Games. Uh, they dropped a big sizzle reel that talks about, hey, the, the, you know, showcases these are the games that we have done in the past that have uh, been under, you know, certain um, game developer companies. Um, but but from now on, uh, what we're announcing is that EA is not going to be the exclusive um, uh, developer for Star Wars anymore, and we are getting ready to uh, create an open world Star Wars game with the brand Ubisoft. Now, this also comes uh, along with other announcements too. We're not a Indiana Jones podcast, but hey, Lucasfilm is branching out and they are going to be talking, uh, they're going to be doing more with some of their other properties as well. So uh, Willow fans, just keep crossing your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but no, this was, a, this was a big deal. I saw a lot of like, I am ready to be disappointed again <laughs> from people. <laughs> uh as we as we move into the possibility that like the the 1313 uh or or any of these uh random um games that we've been teased in the past might actually happen as they move forward with a different brand and just say this is you we're giving it all to you you don't have to worry about fallen order and battlefront and squadrons and all that other stuff this is just for you do it and do it well um but lisa let's get into it what do you think ubisoft so first of all, they did, EA Star Wars did come out and, and do a little tweet where they kind of teased that they're working on Jedi Fallen Order 2 and things are still going. Because I know a lot of people were questioning, what does this mean for that game? That game's still yeah, happening. Yeah, and, and Battlefront 3. Yes. They teased that as well. Ready to kill some people. All right. Mm-hmm. Battlefront 3, I'm so excited about. And now that John has a PS4, I can't wait to kill him in it. It's gonna be so PS4. fun. Can you do crossplay on Battlefront? Uh, what do you mean? Can oh, for, I have a PC. Platforms, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I blanked for a second. I remember that. I was like, wait, you have a PS4, but you have a PC. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't think so. I think the PS5 was the one that you could, and I don't have that, I don't, and I probably won't have that for a while. <laughs> I don't have. I gotta buy Battlefront. I gotta try that one out. You should come over. We can play now that you uh, are all good. <laughs> yeah so i've been playing um, battlefront i just started and it's great i'm it's having so, a lot of fun with it's it it's so fun you need to um, clarify what all good means people are going to think that i had like scurvy something. you got a negative covid test all that's good. right i did negative covid test very big news that was a happy for you moment no i know there was no no uh vindictive comment there no I know. so covid free lucasfilm games cool title okay i know a lot of people had comments about lucasfilm arts just it doesn't matter it's just so that they all match just let it happen um the open world star wars game is super interesting to me because that is something that i feel like all different types of gamers can play which is what excites me because you have people that love squadrons and you have people that love battlefront you have people like jedi fallen order open world is in a way (laughs) more open so that multiple different types of gamers can get involved you can go on quests you can you know focus on building your Tatooine hut like it mm-hmm. it could be whatever you want it to be um and that to me is super exciting because we haven't really seen that recently um so i'm excited to see what they come up with i think that could yeah. be really really fun and i love the idea of like customizing your character and picking where you fall in the story and you know making different groups of people play together but then you can like meet other people like that's exciting are you gonna do like um 
Dwight Schrute and just make Second Life Lacey. Like, just you. It's actually you in this I'm a podcaster. <laughs> You're just a podcaster in the Star Wars galaxy who's collecting a bunch of things from the galaxy. Yeah. This, this Dwight is... side of the force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I am super obviously excited for Battlefront 3. That's probably a little I bit above yeah, the open world cool. stuff. Yeah. That's nice. It's crazy when I think about Battlefront 3 because I'm like, you are just you got just gonna, two. Oh well, I know, but I'm thinking like, are you just are you going to improve the graphics, and then they're like, gonna add still have all the same? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I think that's well, what like, they're gonna do. Add Mandalorian, and depending on when it comes out, they could add Kenobi. They could add Cassian. I could see a really cool yeah. Mandalorian level, like the level with the uh, the Ahsoka level with the base, and then the woods. That's a perfect level cool. where you have people on the, the wood side and people on the base side. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think too. Cause like, uh, cause I'm new to it and I feel like I've seen like solo, like young Han solo in the game too. But Am no I crazy? solo levels. Yeah. No, there isn't, there is a skin for young uh, Han solo, but uh-huh. there's no, I believe levels for that. So that could be another one. That's really cool. Like the moving train yeah. could be a really cool level or something like that oh yeah yeah like vandor just like outside of where the ship is and stuff right or Or the the kessel the kessel mines would be a great one where you have one team start in in the mines and then one team starts outside. oh yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah i don't know john what do you think about um the the fact that they are finally kind of breaking they're not breaking ties completely they're not breaking up with ea um but they are they have decided that they're expanding to uh, other de- game developers. What do you think? Is that a well, good idea, bad idea? I'm an OG LucasArts fan. Mm. Uh, I used to play all those DOS games, like Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. I know a lot of our fans are that's ringing their head right now, firing up the DOS code in your old PC. Uh, to John, that was actually supposed to be the fourth movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember playing that game. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, so, and uh, like Day of the Tentacle was a LucasArts game, uh, which was like a sequel to like Maniac Mansion. I absolutely love that game. Um, all, and, they, you know, all down the line, uh, all those <gasps> games. So, um, everyone no, take but a I, shot. John just said all down the line. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really excited about the Indiana Jones game. I'm absolutely going to get that and play that, uh, especially with today's graphics. Playing an Indiana Jones game sounds like it'd be a lot of fun with the type of things that they can do with just the supernatural elements of Indiana Jones in that sort of, you know, um, every man, but he's some sort of superhero setting. I absolutely love that. And, I, you know, I'm sure they'll make the likeness look just like Harrison Ford and, and all that. So. Uh, and then the other aspect, the open world thing, I agree with Lacey, like some of my favorite video games, like the last video game I played before I got my PS4 was on my PS3 was Arkham City, Batman. Mm. And you can go anywhere and do anything you want. If you just want to prowl rooftops and beat the piss out of scumbag villains, you can just do that. And maybe I <laughs> want to be Spider-Man Han- too. You could just swing around. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe I just want to be like, oh, I want to be, you know, a Han Solo and just go into cantinas and start some trouble. Like That would be fun. Yeah. Why not? Flip a coin to the bartender and be like, all right, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm done playing now. Like I love and the idea because that's, that's the thing what Star about Wars old, should be. That's it the thing about this- old games is they're like, you don't know what to do. Oh, to the right. 
Like, <laughs> that was it. That was Dude, all there Grand was. Theft, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. Like, we were just I, talking about that recently. That game is still the number one game. I love just getting, stealing an ice cream truck or something, throwing that guy on the on the ground, running him over, and then getting in trouble. <laughs> like, I am, oh, I don't even care Do you, about the story. Like, I try to get the five stars on me with the helicopters and stuff. Do you guys like, remember I, when I quizzed amazing. you on how much money Grand Theft Auto 5 had made? Well, that's what I was saying, is that we just recently talked about this. Yeah. It was like billions, yeah. right? Six billion, yeah. 25 billion? Yeah, yeah, like insane amounts of money. Like take take the biggest movie franchises you can think of and like so, set them to the side for a minute. Long story short, I'm all in on those types of games. Like I, I tried Squadrons. It's really intimidating. It's very busy. It's very yeah. tough. I'm going to keep trying to play it. I still have to um, start Fallen Order. I want to do the story mode on that. But the, the open world stuff, I always love that because you do what you want to do at your own pace. And if you want to dive it into the story, it does level you dive the playing the field. Yeah. Yeah. And of course the Indiana Jones thing, like that I, I always can say like Star Wars and Indiana Jones, it's kinda it's always gonna be hand in hand because of the George Lucas Lucasfilm ties. So I I've always been a, just as much of an Indiana Jones fan as I am a Star Wars fan. And I'm just so excited for that too. So uh, this is this this made me really happy. And you know, especially just getting that PS4 um maybe getting back into gaming and this is like the less intimidating stuff now i don't know when it's coming out but uh as long as my son doesn't destroy my ps4 i'll have it and uh, then i can play these games mm-hmm. <laughs> um yep definitely excited and john i think you should maybe not start with squadrons squadrons is something that i feel like you have to be like i am pumped cool. on this and i am gonna get into it because yeah. you are you're yeah. right it's very overwhelming there are a lot of controls like i remember you described one time you were like, do I push A, B, or C or something? You know, it's like on the Genesis controller. But nowadays you're looking at it and you have to do like all these combinations in order oh. just to turn Two to the left or barrel yeah. or something. I, I, I yeah. feel like it'd be easier to actually fly a Boeing 747. <laughs> Potentially. Um, so I I would suggest if you um, if you want to start with Fallen Order or, or go out and get Battlefront, man. Cause I know, I, I mean, I don't know about like specifics, but like, I think like it was just recently free too. Like, I don't know if that yeah, was and like it also PC or something, you... but yeah, that yeah, works too. That's, it that's teaches you, at. you know, just the basic controls of like joysticks and where to look versus running versus, you know, they're generally yeah. all the same. So if you start on an easier game, mm-hmm. I found Jedi Fallen Order a little hard. Oh, is it? Yeah. Cause it's a lot of stuff you have to remember garbage yeah i i remember uh i was listening to a different podcast and they were talking about the difficulty level and one person was like it's really hard and the other person's like the game's boring and what they came down to was that the other person thought it was boring because they were playing on like super easy so they were like i just i feel like i just run into people and just and that's all this game is yeah but the guy who said he was playing it on a harder mode said he enjoyed it because every time he went into a battle, he had to like think it out and like say, oh, I know how to fight these guys. I have to go up with this particular type of a pattern and watch for their mistakes and stuff like that. And and the other guy's like, yeah, I don't want to do that. So I'll just take boring. (laughs) Give me me the middle setting, like the intermediate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think think that's, uh, we have a lot of, to look forward to when it comes to games. Um, we have a couple of the stories that we wanted to get to before we shut down the resistance report. Uh, and that is number one, that Kevin Kiner uh, did confirm with star Wars news that, that, they, that he is indeed scoring the bad batch. 
Um, not a crazy out of the ordinary story. Um, we didn't get Giacchino, uh, but now Ke uh, Kevin Kiner has been a long time um, composer of the, uh, the animated stuff. And uh, this is going to be no different. So if you liked uh, how all that other stuff turned out, you can expect the same from Bad Batch. He will be back. So thank yeah. you for conforming, confirming was, that with our team. There, there was a tweet from Kiner Brothers last summer that said, we're excited for the Bad Batch or something that people mm -hmm. considered that a confirmation. It's not a verified account. They have like 300 followers. It might be connect, officially connected with him or mm -hmm. actually connected with him. But the fact, you know, we, you know, we did reach out uh, based on that report that had come out from Score. I forget what the website was, FilmScore.com or something. Um, and they just got back to us. They said, "Yep, Kevin is doing it." And uh, like you said, it's, you know, we're gonna get into some safe bets on Thursday's episode. But yeah. Kevin Kiner and Star Wars animated, and we had him on the show. As long as he's around, he's doing it. I was going to say, yeah. if you love Kevin Kiner, check out a previous episode where we interviewed him. Yeah, good, good guy. Nice show. guy. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention was that uh, while talking to Variety, um, uh, Kevin Ke Feige addressed uh, his upcoming Star Wars movie and the state that it's in right now. Um, he said, uh, and I'm quoting here, we're thinking that we're not, that is everything you've heard about Michael Waldron, which we talked about that earlier side note, um, not earlier, but earlier uh, recently. Last week, uh, yeah. Has been, yeah, has been leaked. Uh, so that's not official information or, or, you know, true is even what he's saying. He says it's just leaked. Uh, it's not stuff that we've officially announced or gotten into. So su suffice to say, the focus is all on, um, is all on the number of Marvel things we're working on. Uh, the what, where, and how of that Star Wars movie, I don't know. I'm excited for the book of Boba Fett and the Rogue One show and the Obi-Wan show and Patty Jenkins' movie and Taika's movie. Uh, of course, after Love and Thunder, of course. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there, there's kind of some uh, a lot to take away from that. But the general thing here is that, um, yes, he's working on it. Yes, he's excited about it. But... Um, it may be kind of held up or, or maybe it's just like not right in front of them right now. There's a lot that's still, uh, ahead. Um, and he's just excited to see where Star Wars goes and, and eventually they'll wedge themselves in there in some way or another. Good for yeah. him. Although I wish he would have said like, yeah, it leaked because people don't know how to hold on to information. <laughs> I really yeah. wish leaking would stop. I, I, I feel like it's like people like Kevin Feige kind of expects it I feel especially with Marvel stuff I feel like it's grading on these people I feel like it's really like come on guys like let the process be a process it doesn't have to mm -hmm. be like you don't need to know every single detail along the way there's um, a funny thing about yeah like controlled leaks like you know and you know, Lacey and I maybe even you know overheard a conversation once about you know, we, we're going to give this info to you to feed, you know, your itch and, you know, but this we're going to put through the main site. And, you know, there, there's certain elements to they want um, mediums that aren't A just, buzz, yeah, yeah that, that aren't just their brand to reach people that aren't dialed in as diehards. And I get that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, there's certain things, obviously, like, you know, Baby Yoda, Favreau was like, we were so nervous. We, you know, the Luke thing. I felt like the Luke thing. The yeah. Favreau, yeah, the Favreau interview in the fall where he, t he discussed with GMA about how they were so n nervous Luke was going to get out. 
that should be enough for people to be like, is it really worth that retweet that you shared that information? Couldn't you see it on his face that he was nervous and like really unhappy? Right. Oh, it drives me nuts. Um, the, the the other thing, James, about this uh, Feige thing is well, I was gonna add that. Oh, go ahead. Before go we ahead. close, yeah. I yeah. mean, if it is in fact the same thing to wrap up resistance report, the last thing that he added was um, he was asked directly about um, his involvement in any of the other Star Wars projects besides the movie he is producing. So, are you involved with Andor? Are you involved with Obi Wan? You involved with Visions or Mandalorian, Lando, Rangers of the New Republic? Not at all. That's a quote. Not at all. And I take that as a staunch true, absolutely not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also that question isn't about, that question's about, are you taking over Kathleen Kennedy's job? That's what that question is. (laughs) Do you think so? Hmm, interesting. Because, you know, there's always those, all right. So those situations always come up, whether it's a cast, whether it's (laughs) a casting thing. Yeah. Whether it's a a casting thing, a production thing, where um, one idea is thrown out by somebody and then everybody comes up with that idea themselves too. And it's like, yep, that thing. So like the Tom Hiddleston as young Palpatine or Sebastian Stan as Luke. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Thrawn. This person should take over this. It's like Kevin Feige taking over a Lucasfilm is the lazy everyone throwing that out there, what should happen thing. And that would be such a stupid thing for Disney to do because why would you try to um, change, like say they want to change the direction of Lucasfilm. Why would you want to do that by hurting your other major property by pulling Kevin away from that? Marvel, Some might argue the more popular property. It is. It's 100% right now. Marvel's 100% more popular. And that's working so well right now. You don't screw with that, especially in this climate where Disney is mm-hmm. bleeding money. They just uh, got rid of the annual pass holder program. He, I was he just signed by that. his his extension with them. Like he's not leaving Marvel, and they're not going to give him Lucasfilm and have him stay in his capacity at Marvel. So Kevin, if Kathleen Kennedy leaves at the end of this year, which I still think she might, uh, on her own volition, uh, she's getting up there, and maybe she's like, I've done enough. I don't need to do this anymore. I'm gonna go. It's sip on coconuts on a beach. But <laughs> say she wants to keep working or she's just done with Star Wars, whatever. Kevin Feige's not going to take over Lucasfilm. That's my mm. opinion. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, that is it for the Resistance Report. Uh, let's get into the next section. Lacey, what do you got? All right, guys. It's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of different ways that you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast, which, by the way, thank you guys so much for heading to Instagram. We're growing over there. It's so exciting. Um, but if you want more than that and more content, mailings, chats, etc., you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at $2 a month and going on up in the tiers, you not only get more access and more videos and more content from us, you support the show. You help us do what we like to do and help us accomplish our goals as Star Wars creators. So we want to give a special shout out to our generals, which is our top tier. So thank you, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese. I'm going to have to take breaths now. Micah Harrison, Jetta, Rose, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Bethany Russ Harbison, Kendall Gelnar, Paul Olson, Jake Hutchins. That's right, right? Hutchins? 
Jeff, oh, he said how to say this. Jeff Connery? Uh, yes. <laughs> Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornack, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much for your support. It means so much to us. Um, and this week we have General Jeremy. And we asked him, which by the way, the point of this segment, I should have said that, is to give them a chance to be a part of the show. So we ask them a question, they give us an answer, and we talk about it. So the question was, would you prefer Boba Fett's primary adversary or adversaries be characters or a character we know of someone new? Oh, we know or someone new in the book of Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. So Jeremy, take it away. Hey, what's up, TRB family? Hope you guys are all well and happy new year. Just uh, here recovering. So got to say, I'm not familiar um, with the... characters from the Boba Fett book never read it so don't know much about what's going on there um so and I don't really want to see anybody old um per se I'd love to see it new um and uh make it new and fresh I think that's what's working so well with the Mandalorian is that they're using uh new faces but using the old storyline and I think that could uh, definitely be the way that this franchise goes in the future, especially for these shows, um, to keep it successful and, and draw in more fans and, uh, you know, create new things. I mean, Grogu was a hit, so you could have the next big thing come from the Boba Fett series. And uh, But, yeah, that's, uh, that's where I'm at. Hope you guys are all well. General Jeremy, out. All right, Jeremy, good job. John, what did you think of his answer? Um, interesting, interesting. I, I wasn't sure. I, I'm having a hard time predicting these lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do like the aspect of not wanting to see old characters show up as your main adversary. So I think I agree with him there. Um, I, I don't mind seeing some of the old bounty hunters show up, um, as supporting parts, whether that's with Boba Fett or against him. I think that'd be cool. Um, I, I do think. They're going to bring Bosk in in some way or another. We've been talking about that because he's been one of those ideas that's been around since Solo and they're trying to get Bosk back in the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know that I want to see Bosk be a main uh, adversary to Boba Fett because I think it'd be cooler for him to face off against someone uh, new um, because Boba Fett's the known character. Let's parallel that on the other uh, other side of the aisle with someone new. So I agree with you there, Jeremy. I think you... Uh, you nailed it there. Um, and uh, you said you're you're on the mend or, you know, or whatever's happening. So you look well. You look okay. Uh, you're not dealing with the, the frigid tundra that I am here. So that's mm-hmm. good. But hope you and the fam are well. Thanks for all your support, my man. And uh, we'll talk soon. James? Uh, thank you for the Padres, man. I think you did a good job. Um, as far as your answer goes, yeah, I think that's, I think that's right. Um, I know that recently, um, in the, the discord chat that we have for our Patreon, we were talking about, you know, the dismissal of, um, 13, 13 and what that means for that game that never really got to be. And I remember thinking, I remember suggesting something that I think a lot of people took to, which is like, you know, Hey, like, 
Lucasfilm was was working on this, and, and it was something that they were they, they put a lot into. Uh, it's not to say that it's completely abandoned. They may go back to this stuff and say, "Hey, we wanted to do this. Let's pull these characters. Let's pull these ideas. Let's pull these locations." And in this case, maybe what was planned to be like something really cool for thirteen thirteen makes sense in the first ever live action Boba Fett show. Um, since that sh that game was really supposed to revolve around that character. Um, so uh, I think maybe when it comes to something um, brand new, um, it'll be new to us, uh, I think is a good option. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, that your answer as far as being um, new to us, new faces and not being just a character that we've seen in the past, like, like as John was saying, like boss, you know, like just another random character, I think is a good idea. So good on you, good ideas. Um, I'm with you. Ben, thanks again. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jeremy. We really appreciate you. We're glad that you're doing well. You are a part of the TRB family. So thank you so much for supporting us. And you gave a really good answer. I agree with you that I really hope it's someone new. I want new stuff. That being said, now we're going to go to hear from the rest of the community and ask the resistance. John? It is time for... <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? I don't know. I'm doing a Lacey Gillerin thing. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's acid resistance time. I've been wondering, what are midi-chlorians? All right. Questions. We uh, usually, at some point during the week, pitch for questions. Um, and uh, sometimes you just send them in. If you use the hashtag, ask the resistance, uh, is a better, easier way for us to find them. Uh, I know sometimes we see questions and I'm like, oh, that's a good one. Uh, but the hashtag's not there, and then it gets lost in the sauce. So use hashtag Ask the Resistance. <laughs> lost um, in the sauce. <laughs> lost in the sauce. You never heard that before? No. Like you know, you know, cooks at restaurants. That's not a Johnism. That's a thing. It oh. is. And you find like um, a band aid or like a rubber band in your soup or something. Ew! What? It gets lost in the sauce. Gross. Uh, and then to Moving not on. not to be found till later. So um, this is where we're at. So. Use the hashtag, and we'll find them, and we'll get you on the show uh, like these folks did. So, um, Lacey, we'll start with you. Uh, what? Yeah, not lost in the sauce. Uh, Lacey Gillerin. Jonathan at obwalk underscore Kenobi. Uh, yo, what if Bungie and Lucasfilm Games teamed up and made a Star Wars Clone Wars type of game, but Halo style? So... Uh, Lacey, I know you are familiar with these types of games, so you are a great person to tackle this. What's the deal? Hi, Jonathan. First of all, I love your name, Obi-Wak Kenobi. Not Obi-Wak, as John just slaughtered. How, how do you how do you how do you spell Obi-Wan? I I guarantee it's Obi-Wak Kenobi. Then why isn't Obi? Because you don't spell Ewok with an I. Oh, it's Obi-Wan. So he's saying like Obi-Wan and an Ewok? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I thought he was like a, a like a <laughs> no. Japanese chef. <laughs> Shut up. All right. What did you say, John? Obi-Ewok? He I said, said Ob-Ewok. No, I said I said oh. Ob. I, I said Ob-Wok. Ob-Wok. Ob That's what it was. Yeah, it's definitely a three-syllable like Ob-Ewok. I didn't <laughs> pick like up you're the Ewok the thing. together. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jonathan. Uh, this is a great question, and I truly love it. Um, I, in my tiered video game category, I have Sonic 2 Sega Genesis is number one, Mario Kart 
N64 number two. And number three is basically all the Halos. Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo Reach was okay. Um, So I would love if they did something like this, but I feel like Halo style game is Battlefront. That's basically what Battlefront is, is an FPS type shooting game. So um, I would totally appreciate anything Bungie does. So I'd be on board automatically, but I feel like you're just getting Battlefront. Which, can't wait for Battlefront 3. Bye. That's it. That's my answer. <laughs> All right. Um, I've never played Halo. so Halo is so good. I know, I but I've seen with friends and stuff. Oh, my gosh. No, I used to play it, in college really? like crazy in so high crazy. school. Is it like, um, it's like Call of Duty, but in space? Is that what it is? Yeah. Master Chief. Nice. Cortana. <laughs> I mean, it's a first-person shooter, but... <laughs> Well, That's about I'm where the similarities play- to Call of Duty end. <laughs> I'm saying in the sense of what the game is. So the game yeah. is a guy in a helmet in a suit that goes totally. and kills aliens. Yeah. So Star Wars in Battlefront, it's the same thing. You choose a character that you want to play, you play on maps, and you kill each other. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Not <clears throat> story mode. I'm talking multiplayer mode. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Okay. I learned something today. Uh, James, Shuldog at J Shuldog. I think I said that one right. Uh, wants to know, what are Obi-Wan. the chances we get to see Vader's castle on Mustafar uh, once again in the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series? This is a popular question. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shuldog, it's a great question. Um, I truly love it. Um what are the chances we see vader's castle on mustafar again i think a hundred percent um i think uh, i had to look at the dates uh but uh vader was offered the ability to build a castle in 12 bby and uh obi-wan takes place or obi-wan kenobi the show will take place in nine bby so i think um the same way that i what a b y right bby Oh, you're right, BBY. What is right. wrong with that? It's not Yavin yet. Yeah. Um, so, so my thought was um, I, I was disappointed mm-hmm. that uh, when we saw Rogue One, uh, that going into episode eight, Vader's castle was not just like right there. Mm. You had to, and they were going to send Kylo Ren back to it. I feel like that was a little bit of a missed thing, but at the same time, like what they did was fine. Um, but what I'm saying is, I think the opportunity to bring this back in live action form is is really cool and now that we know that uh hayden christensen is returning and darth vader is going to be a prominent character in this movie um and you got to think like indoor close quarters is usually easier to shoot and stuff so there's so many things that point to this absolutely is just going to happen and uh being able to see that and potentially my my bigger question to be honest with you just just throw it out there because fallen order like are we going to get to see that side planet with the in mm-hmm. uh, inquisitorious like base and all that like mm. that would be amazing and i don't know if they'll go that route but vader's castle definitely getting it nice yeah and they have you know those digital assets from rogue one they can probably plug in so you're um, booking it James, it's, yeah, it, they they already have the Vader Castle skin uh, available on download. <laughs> <laughs> Just click the button and it's like there it is that'd in the be, background. Look, that'd be cool, man. Um, all right. Um, 
Next up, we have Shannon Smith at Scuttle Butter SS. Where have you uh, been, up, Shannon? Shannon? Yeah, Shannon, where yeah. have you been? How are you doing? It's good to ha- it's good to see you back. Scuttle Butter. <laughs> there's been a lot of people who like disappeared, and I hope they're okay. Welcome like, back to I, 2021, Shannon. I Smith. just wish the two S's were at the beginning, so she was a boat. <laughs> The SS, the SS Scuttle Butter. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Shannon Smith. Um, I'm assuming the SS stands for Shannon Smith. Uh, what are the she, chances? Next time she comes on the show, it's going to be switched. You know that, right? It's going to be the SS Scuttle SS Scuttle Butter. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, chances Lando ends with a Solo 2 announcement like Book of Boba Fett after The Mandalorian. Oh. Now, this... That's a good question. Sean's got to reset his hat with this. This question. I found <laughs> so there's a certain there's a certain amount that gets it perfect when it's just above the eyebrows. I got to get that right. I just noticed that when you're about to make an important point, that's when you reset your hat. You got to reset the hat. Uh, this is when I saw this, I was like, oh man, because then you start getting your hopes up and you start picturing it and imagining it the same way we felt watching that book of Boba Fett clip or the um, Disney Investor Day. Yeah, and it's. That that would be so cool. Um, it just really depends on when they're setting this Lando series because they haven't really established that, let alone officially announce Donald Glover. So mm-hmm. if it does, you know, there's rumors that L3 is going to be in it. Um, or did they say, I don't think they said L3 was going to be in it. I think there they are didn't. rumors that L3 is going to be in it, which would mean it predates Solo. So that would make it hard for me to see it. Um being a tease for solo too because then solo has to happen first so Mm -hmm. but if this is a thing that bounces around kind of like last shot did and we get maybe some l3 and then they flash forward and then you see you know what lando's up to after losing the falcon and they did that oh god i would i would get i'd be so freaking emotional about that so the chances of it happening low very low as i think with everything with solo right now but man that is such a good question channel it's such a the good chances idea. are so low so low oh ha. this guy uh all right yeah so i don't know that's a great question i would love it shannon i would i know you would too so i know everyone out there would that be and if they could keep that a surprise oh my god would that be amazing so um the only reason why i'm gonna say I'm going to lean towards nose because I don't want to get my hopes up. That's all. But anyway, great question. Uh, last one, guys, real quick. Um, <laughs> Count Pepto has changed his name to Captain Pepto. He's a patron, <laughs> patron of ours. He, This guy, is, uh, he's a funny dude. Um, but he I submitted think he's this Duke via- Pepto. <laughs> Duke Pepto. It's an, in- he's, it's an inside joke. It, yeah, if you're if you're a patron of uh, TRB, you, you know from one of our poll chats what the deals with this conversation. But anyway, he submitted this via Patreon and said, simply, whose lightsaber is your favorite and why? And I will guess that Lacey's is Ray's new one. And I will guess that James' favorite lightsaber is uh, Kane and Jairus's. And I'm correct, right? I was going to say his is Cal's. I don't know. I don't know that I have one. So I was going to say Kylo Ren because I don't own the yellow one yet. But if we're talking just by looks, Ray's yellow one. It turns on so cool. I have a lot of different reasons why I like specific lightsabers. Um like so like color would be one and i'm like okay but does that i mean are we talking hilt here you know 
And then when you start to get into hilt, I'm like, oh, that looks really cool, but I would hate that lightsaber if I owned it. You know, yeah, Leia's like has just, got the coolest hilt, but I I wouldn't want to like you. It just you dropped it. You'd be like, oh, it, it looks a lot like the, of them the feel body like of they're lamp not comfortable to hold. <laughs> I'm sorry, what, John? What did you Leia's say? lightsaber hilt looks like those old lady lamps, like your grandma has at her house. <laughs> Take Leia's lightsaber. It's beautiful. It's rose gold, though. So's grandma's lamp. Rose gold is in right now, John. Set grandma. Set set the lightsaber vertically. Put a lampshade on it. Tell me that's not a lamp from your grandma's house. Um, which one did you say was your favorite, John? I didn't pick yet. Oh, pick what yet. is yours? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it, it was Obi Wan's, which is the same exact hilt as Luke's green lightsaber. Yes. Fun fact. Yes. Uh, but I have recently made a switch from blue to green lightsabers. So really? Luke's. So I'm going with Luke's. Return of the Jedi and the Mandalorian and beyond uh, lightsaber. Because oh, that hilt, the, its grip, it's very like, you feel like you can really get a hold of that thing. Whereas, it's cool because like, it goes in and then. I don't like the Skywalker lightsaber because of all the ridges. That's like, I feel like that would slip out of my hand at the bottom that's, there. So. That's what I was going to say earlier is like, I think his, I think the most classic lightsaber is that one. And it's like the worst one. Like I would is. hate that one if it Your was Your hand mine. is loose around it. I like the top of it, how it comes out yeah. way more than like the, the Obi-Wan one that you're describing that's where fair. it's like got that that's weird fair. thing at the, yeah. like, it looks like a capital I and stuff. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, but I hate the bottom of it. I feel like mine yeah. would be like this super like grip Yours is the wood one, one or something. That's yeah, your I favorite. Like that one. I like the look of that one, but I don't know that I would like really want to. I mean, I can tell you, I could show you mine. You know, I picked it specifically because oh. I like the looks of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I went to Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, but I don't know. Pick up the uh, the lightsaber book. Because they have so many in there to choose from, it, it starts to get like hard to pick. When and are I they gonna make the yellow one? What are they waiting for? What are you waiting for? I hope they make it just so you stop asking. <laughs> Why don't you shut up and do the outro? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, all right, all right. That takes us to the end of this one. I want to thank everyone for listening and watching and being a part of the resistance. Uh, shout out to, uh, everybody who has just joined us recently. We've seen uh, a lot of growth on our audio platforms, especially Spotify. If you, if it's you the like chemistry. the audio, Me telling it, you it's, it's definitely, you can't fake it. You cannot fake chemistry folks. <laughs> you can't do it. Uh, if you are an audio listener, you prefer audio. Spotify is my favorite. I absolutely love it. It's, it's so streamlined and quick. You go on there, play. It's not uh, slow and clunky. Um, but if you prefer visual and you're watching us, subscribe to the channel, like the video and share it with a friend. Either way, we are on all the platforms. So just make sure you do subscribe because we're with you twice a week and we have more fun stuff coming and, and we're going to have some streams coming up down the line too. I'm sure. So take a shot, take a shot, uh, go to starwarsnewsnet.com <laughs> for all of your star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Um, you guys know where to pick up our merch. I have our new logo. I finally got it guys. I, finally got the, I, I upgraded hey, there it is to the new logo i love this shirt um and i think that is it for all the plug type stuff uh you can find me on twitter at johnny hoey um tweeting uh very deep cuts i'm a deep cut tweeter 
Um, and uh, if you want to listen to me ramble about other movies, uh, tomorrow I have a podcast coming out just on The Big Lebowski. Uh, my, my, my movie podcast, just like the movies. So go to anchor.fm slash just like the movies and uh, subscribe uh, if you like me talking about non-Star Wars stuff. Uh, James? Uh, <laughs> I don't got nothing. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks. I guess... If you're just now catching up on um, uh, Light of the Jedi or Test of Courage uh, and you want to check out the book discussions, we got those available as we talked about a little earlier in the show. Um, so yeah. go and check those out if you want to a little bit more. If you've read it and you want someone to talk to, come talk to us. Uh, leave a comment, uh, like, anything like that. Yeah, love nice. to have you. Lacey. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin, but you can also find the Resistance broadcast on Instagram at the resistance broadcast so we post stuff on there including episodes and and teasers and stuff like that so make you sure to give us a like post stuff on there for us okay john way to make it weird um and if you're watching the episode or you're reacting to it tag us in your stories and we'll mm-hmm. share them we love to see what you guys think um i love seeing pictures of you guys wearing our t-shirts or sharing your cup of coffee in the morning yeah. Whatever you want, just give us a tag. Uh, we're growing on there. We really appreciate it. Um, and we do a lot of contests and stuff. So I'm trying to give you a heads up that you might want to follow soon. That was a weird wink. You might want to follow soon. Do it again? Nope, not going to do it again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do love anytime I see someone wearing our stuff at Galaxy's Edge. I know like Bethany just did that. Yes. Yeah. That's so cool. So, so did Double yeah. C, I believe. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and Chris, Chris White did. A lot of people do it. Thank you guys so much. That's so cool. And I hope you know people ask you about it and you tell them come check out TRB. Um, all right. So yeah. So Thursday, Wait. guys. Yeah. Hashtag lost in the sauce. If you made it this far. Is that the comment? That's lost a good in the one. Sauce? Yeah. Okay. I think that's good. I like that. Thanks. I'm the um, creative brains behind the operation. <laughs> You just heard of it tonight for the first time. Yeah, if you want to come in with creative brains, do that too. Yeah. Uh, so Thursday, we're going to do something a little different in our discussion. We're going to um, do something about safe bets. So just try to figure what that is in your own head. Lacey's and we'll get into right. that on Thursday. So enjoy your weeks. We'll see you Thursday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. <laughs>